Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Grit and Grace. Today's going to be a really interesting episode because I have one of the top experts joining us today to talk about how to maximize your business influence through email marketing, and she is truly amazing. And interestingly enough, she is joining us from Chicago, so thank you, technology. For, for bringing her here. And she just left Denver and she'll be back again. So those of you that are local, you're going to be able to connect with her soon. But Leanne Marie Webster makes email marketing easy for entrepreneurs through her programs, Just Done It Weekend, Just Grow It Club, and Totally Telesummits. She is an inspirational speaker, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur with 20 years experience in marketing and business development in a range of industries. Leanne is a digital nomad, which I love. <laughs> having spent a full year traveling the U.S. and putting the mobility of her business to the test. She's been featured in the Huffington Post, WGN Radio, Los Angeles Times, and various national and local media outlets. Leanne is also a runner and a triathlete who recently completed her first full Ironman event. Leanne, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to, and to talk, geek out about email. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, and you know, it's, it's, I think it's such a timely conversation to have because so many of us that are in this entrepreneurial space, you know, we balance so many different balls and, you know, marketing, it does come in, you know, we think about it at the beginning, we think about it, you know, first quarter and we think about it all the time, but that doesn't mean that we always have the actionable right. tools, right? Right. And, and I know the first time that you and I talked, some of the little, you know, little suggestions that you gave me and questions you asked made me think, oh, huh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a really good point. And so I, I wanted you to join us and really dive into this topic because I think that we don't know as new business owners always how to maximize our communication methods. And people think that social media is the only way. And I think it's a small piece, actually. It, it, it definitely gives an, a larger audience. It gives more touches, but it's less engagement. So email marketing to me is still like at the very top of my priority list. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the way I'd like to think about email marketing versus social media is social media is kind of like that billboard that you put up on the side of the road that you hope that the right person goes by at the right time and they look up and they see the message that you're putting out there. So you're getting out to a lot of people, but it's not necessarily very targeted. Whereas email list is kind of like a phone call, you know, like you're, you're directly contacting the person that you know is on your list because they're interested and because they're, they want to follow you and know what you're doing and they're going to engage with you. So it's much more intimate and much more direct. So social media is great. It's just not in place of email. Yeah. And I think about that in terms of like call to action, because that's one of the questions that you asked me and, and on social media, it is more difficult to link good quality call to actions, especially because it's public. If people respond or share or like, you know, other people can see it. And when it comes to business, sometimes our, our social media is, you know, I would say oftentimes our social media for personal business is intertwined. Yes. So we don't often keep that, that separated, which we shouldn't. But mm -hmm. when it comes to like direct communication through email, it does allow us to create a single point of contact with another person because as digital as we are, at the end of the day, we're still humans connecting with humans. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's much more like a conversation. And I do, I totally agree with you. Sometimes people you know, um, they might want to share something that feels a little more intimate or that, or that feel that maybe they don't want the whole world to see. And so on social media, they, they be a little hesitant to make that comment, but in email, they can literally hit reply and send you a note or send you a thought or, or ask a question that perhaps they don't, they wouldn't want to ask in such a public forum as social media. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, Leanne, how did you get into this industry? Like what, what, I mean, where did you, where did your career start for you to end up an expert in this field? Well, you know, as a baby, of course, I woke, I grew up saying, I really can't wait to do email marketing. <laughs> <laughs> 
as a child sure. and my parents were like, what is email marketing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to do it. Like, You're I would- like I, I'm destined to be the expert in email right. marketing, mom and dad. <laughs> Step aside and let me do my thing. That's right. <laughs> Of course, no one thinks like that. Um, right. yeah, it's of course by accident, right? All good stories are by accident, I think, um, or many. Um, so my my first business that I have, my current business I've had for seven years, my first business um, was actually, not everyone knows this about me, um, was a speed dating business. So... Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that we talked about that. That's right. I, I, tried to, I tried to block out the fact that we had a conversation about bringing on. Yeah, okay. That's right. Anyway, that's right. We can yes. talk about this. That's right. Yeah, so speed dating. Oh, we have to talk about that. You have to tell us all the details. It was, oh my God, it was such a, first of all, like it was such a great, great company and so much fun, such an event, right? To help people connect for love and for other reasons. Um, but uh, it was really cool. It was such a great example of like having the right idea at the right time. Um, I was the first person to do it outside of the Jewish community. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, this was April, April 15, 2001. Was and this was in Chicago? Um, no, it was in LA. It was when I used this to live in LA. LA. Oh my goodness. Um, and I ended up building the largest speed dating company in Southern California. So um, which was crazy. We were on national television and we were all over the news and on, you know, K-Rock, like we were, we, we were it. Like it was oh very, gosh, that is amazing. I can't even imagine the amount of stories you must have from that. Oh my, yeah. That's a different podcast for sure. <laughs> but I bring it up from the email side because I'm um, the, and, and I'll tell you, I apologize. This is, this is going to be a long answer to your question. But but it's a fun story. Um, the, the, in that business, I ended up growing my email list to 20,000 organically. So no advertising. And, and this is 2001 to like 2003. So keep in mind, this is before we have Facebook and all these social media channels. It's before we have um, even Infusionsoft and MailChimp and all those ways to, to, to actually send the emails. I had an Excel spreadsheet that I would, when someone unsubscribed, I control F to find them and like physically remove them from the sheet. So, um, so I always knew email was important. I always knew email was like, we would send those emails out and our events would just fill. Really? And yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. We had people saying, when are you going to send out the email with the calendar? So it speaks to the power of, you know, we want that in our business, right? We want people looking forward to hearing from us. We want people like looking in their inbox saying, when am I going to hear from them again? Right. Getting excited. So you were creating, you were creating exclusivity, you were creating engagement and you were setting the stage where people were like, oh, I can't wait for that next, that next communication. So that next event. Yeah. Cause it was, you were making it very exclusive. Exactly. Exactly. So I did all that. And then I went back into corporate for, you know, wanting to bore you with the whole story on that. And so seven years ago, I started my own business again. Um, And at that time, I wanted to be a motivational coach for women runners. I started running late in life Mm. and I thought there might be some other women like me. And in the course of starting that business, I thought, well, first of all, I know I need to obviously have an email list. I know how powerful that was from my last um, business experience. And so I started, um, you know, I set up my website, I did the whole thing. And then people kept coming to me and saying, I really like that opt-in you have on your website. You know, um, what's that all about? And, you know, and, and after a year organically, I had all these business clients about, you know, marketing and digital marketing and email marketing. And, and frankly, like one or two <laughs> running clients. Like, right. As, as it works sometimes where we think we're supposed to go, it doesn't always end up where we're at, but you know. <laughs> totally, totally. And so it took off from there. I just started helping people with it and it's just evolved. And I started doing, producing telesummits, which help people build their lists really fast. And then I started the other um, services that I have because I realized that people need help with growing their list, but they also really, really need help with nurturing their list and, mm-hmm. and with how to engage with their list in a way that's really um, benefits both sides. Right. So let's talk about that. Let's dive right into that topic because I think that those are two very separate areas to look at. Number one is building your list. I mean, that's, that's one thing I've done really well at you. And I talk about this, I have a quite a robust list over the years. Mm -hmm. 
but I haven't necessarily nurtured the list. And yeah. it, it's like, it's like a living thing. You know, you, you, you got to give it love and you, you have to keep, you have to keep everybody warm, right? You have to keep those leads warm. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about the first step of that, of building the list. Let's, let's, let's dive into what that, that looks like and how people can do that things they can implement today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm um, building the list. So one thing I'm very, you spend any time with me, you quickly learn. I'm very weirdly passionate about how to get people on your list. And this is because we know that adage that people buy from people that they know, like, and trust, right? So everyone knows that. Everyone's looking to build that. And what I found is sometimes there are people who are building their list in a way that, that totally kills that from the beginning. And here's an example. We've all gone to that networking event where – you meet a few people, you collect a few business cards, and then suddenly you're on, every, you're on people's email lists out of nowhere. You're getting newsletters from people and you're getting all that. And, you know, some people, so, and, and I know some people have been taught that that's okay to take a business card and then just put someone on your list. But here's the thing. But didn't, wait, just didn't it used to be, didn't that used to be how people were kind of like supposed to like take everybody, you know, and put them on the list, send them the newsletter and they'll remove themselves if they want. Cause the laws around that used to be a lot more loosey goosey, right? I know if, if you guys, you can't see her face, but I can see her <laughs> face. As soon as I even say that, it, she's like, no. Um, But didn't that used to be how people were taught to do it? It's how people were taught. It's never been okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great clarification. There, There are people out there teaching things that are not okay. And the theory is, right? Like, like you had just said, right? Oh, well, they'll unsubscribe if they don't like it. But here's the thing. Like, if we want people to know, like, and trust us, the like and the trust gets killed with the just taking people and putting them on your list, right? You're forcing them into something they didn't ask to be a part of. Yes. And more importantly, you know, the way I look at it, this people, you could look at this as being kind of extreme, but it's really not because think about it. If when you do that, you're showing the person, the recipient that you care more about your communication than about them. Mm. You're not honoring them as a person. I call it honoring the inbox. You're not honoring. There's the first big takeaway, people. Get your pen and paper <laughs> handy and write down, honor the inbox. Honor the inbox. Because you, you want people to, you know, I talked about that experience with my speed dating company. We had people waiting, waiting in to see when our email was going to come through and in anticipation. That's the, the experience you want people to have of communicating with you. You don't want them to be like, who is this? Why is this? Oh, why am I on this list? I don't want to be on this list. Right. And we all have that happen. In fact, this last couple of weeks, I've been doing a cleansing of all my email accounts because I have so many different ones and I'm getting like, all of a sudden I'm on everybody's list and some of them are pertinent. Some of them are not. I think I didn't purposefully subscribe to 90% of them. So I've just gone through and unsubscribed to a whole bunch because it's flooding my, you know, my mailbox. When I finally go online in the morning, it's like, you know, 25 of those messages it's not that they're junk. It's just that it's not pertinent. So I I understand what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and so the other side of that is how do we get people on that, that, you know, want to be on there. Right. Yes. Right. So you can, um, you can go through your contacts, right. You can go through and, and reach out to people that already know you. In fact, it's a great place to start, but here's how you do it you reach out to them in a private individual email from your account. That's always been okay. Right. And you say, Hey, Taberly, I know we haven't connected for a while, but you know, the end of the year is here or the beginning of the year or it's spring or it's whatever, you know, fall is coming, whatever, whatever reason you can wrap around the timing. Right. Um, this time it's here and I've been up to some different things and I wanted to connect to see what you've been up with up to as well. You know, I've been working on my Just Done It weekend. It's a cool weekend that does X, Y, Z. If you have any interest or if you know of any entrepreneurs who want to get their digital marketing done in one weekend, I'd love for you to connect me. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a subtle thing. It's, it's, it's giving them an update, like kind of here's what I've been up to, asking about them, right? We got to remember it's a two-way communication right. and asking if they know of someone to connect you with. So it's, it's a little less like this is for you. And people tend to be a little bit more open to that. Right. 
And then you can send them to a page that has an opt-in. So then they can go opt-in and get on your list if they want to. Gotcha. And I'm thinking in my head now, part of the reason why I think, you know, people like me and other entrepreneurs that maybe have not gone through this step yet is because, you know, my list is several thousand. And so for me to sit down and send several thousand one-on-one emails, I mean, it's, it's a lot. So I, I understand what you're saying, but how do you suggest people start if you have a list like me that's definitely cold, half of the contacts I haven't spoken to in years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I, you know, what's the best approach to be able to reach out to them one at a time and, and build that rapport? You, you, can, you can make that message a little, um, you know, in, in an ideal world, if you had 10 people to reach out to, right, you could be really specific about how you're connected. Right. Um, but now our ideal world has a thousand and that's a lot. So you can craft an email that or craft that intro that um, is a little less specific. Right. And you could even be honest. I've, I've had a lot of clients do this. You know what? Hey, I'm looking through my contacts and I got to be honest. I can't remember if we connected through an event or through a whatever or through a whatever. Mm. Um, and I wanted to reach back out to you to, to make a connection and, and let you know what I'm up to because I think it might be beneficial to you. Mm. And then do that. You can actually hire someone like a VA on Upwork or something like that to just copy and paste that message a few hundred times and put it into an email. Or you could send the email in BCC. I would do no more than 50 on the BCC. Just make sure you see so not everyone can see and send it out like that. Yes. That'll make it a little easier. All right, listeners, we are going to bring you a short message from our sponsors who help make this podcast the amazing, uh, amazingly reachable podcast that it is. And they help support the Ladies Chit Chat Club, which is amazing. So quick message and we'll be back with Leanne. Yeah. So it makes it easy is what you're saying if you put people in the BCC line and because aren't there like limits to how many you can put in an email before you get like blocked? Yeah, that's right. Um, up to 50 on um, Gmail. I think 50 is the, um, is the limit. So I would do, you know, maybe 40. Um, and some email things also for individually won't let you send more than like 250 in a day. So mm-hmm. I would break that up if you're going to do that um, right. just to be safe. Um, and I know it's a pain and I get, I just had a conversation at the event I was at this weekend and the woman was like, Leanne, I've got thousands. I've got thousands. I'm not going to do an individual. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. And, and just think about being on that receiving line, right? Cause I, I think that's where we've, we've gotten a little, um, some people have gotten a little lost because they get so much about what they want to put out. Um, and, and, and it's, and with good reason and good, good things in their heart, right? We want to reach people. We want to help people. We want to connect with people. We want to get our messages out. And we just forget that there's that other side of the communication of honoring whether, how people and whether people want to be communicated with. And so if you can take a little time, if you have a list like that to, to be really intentional about how you're doing that outreach, it'll, it'll come back to you so much better. And the people who sign up will be people who are really, really interested and really excited and way more engaged than, than average. Yeah, I, I, I am totally on board with that. And I'm going to do it. That makes total sense to me. And I'll use the example of my grit, grace and glory box. Yeah, right. And I don't know if you saw that. But for my listeners that know, I'm, I'm launching a subscription box um, to support all the amazing women listening to this podcast and female entrepreneurs across the US and in Canada. And this box will have like four to six items, you know, items to make you feel gritty, items to make you feel graceful, celebrating your glory. And one item in each box will be purchased to support a nonprofit or charity, which is is great. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. And so what I did was, you know, I took a bunch of classes and I launched the box in a pre-launch phase and I'm sharing this pre-launch site everywhere that I can. People are sharing it. And then you can, from that page, you can opt in to receive updates when the box is launched. Yeah. So I look at that list as exactly what you're talking about. People have specifically gone in and said, yes, I'm interested. Keep me in the loop. And it doesn't mean they're going to buy. It means that they want to be up to date with what's happening. And so that I'm, I'm growing organically. So I see the benefits of what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're in that situation where, you know, like we are saying, like I've got a thousand or 2000 or whatever in the Oh, that's overwhelming. Do what you can to narrow it in and have a best practice moving forward mm-hmm. so that you don't, um, you don't kind of create that backlog again. Right. So, um, so you don't, 
yeah, so moving forward, everyone's legit getting on your list in a way that makes sense and, and in a way that's permissive. So talk to me about sending a direct email versus I got a, a newsletter that appeared like a direct email. That's just how it was sent. Um, but I, I know it came through a newsletter because I've been paying attention to this since all these great conversations you and I have had. <laughs> and it says, it, it said, it said my name. It said, Dear Taverly, you know, we are making sure that we're bringing you the best information possible. If this is, if this is something you want to continue to receive, click here. If not, no worries, no response needed you will be automatically removed from the list. And mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised. It's the only newsletter that I've gotten like that, that basically says, if you don't respond, that's it. You don't have to hear from me anymore. I'm going to take care of that. But if you do, you had to have a call to action. Would mm -hmm. that be a suitable solution to what you're talking about? It, it can be. It's what I, it's, it's what I call like the plan B solution. Yeah. Um, because it, because yes, the great thing about that is people need to opt in in order to continue. Um, so if you're going to do that, then you do need to honor that, of course, and make yeah. sure that you don't. Because what I have seen people do is they kind of send that message and then they're like, oh, well, you know, not as many people signed, you know, agreed to continue as I want. So I'll just email them again. Yeah. And that's a definite no-no because you, you know, yeah. you said you're only emailing once. The other thing is, um, it's, it. It again, it's the, 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 you can't, you can see me. Everybody else can't see me. I'm still yeah. bristling a little bit yeah. because you still put me on a list. You yeah. know, it still feels a little like, eh. um, there's companies out there that promote that. I've seen companies say like, it's okay. Cause there's this automation. And when you go to a conference, you can just take these things and you send a note and then everyone can opt in. To me, it still just feels a little like, well, you're not building the trust. That's what yeah. I mean. That's the number one thing that you've just described is that I can no longer trust you because you're automatically assuming that this is okay. And, and there are laws around being able to do that too. This just isn't about, about building rapport oh, for someone right. to, you know, like and trust you and, and ultimately buy from you. Yes. There are, you are not allowed, right? Legally to just throw people on a newsletter list. Isn't that right? That's absolutely right. It's a violation of the Can Spam Act, um, and so it's um, and Can Spam is that it's the law that's designed to make sure that people, you know, add you appropriately. Now, I always say, you know, no one's gonna like, you know, the cops aren't gonna come knocking on your door. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not gonna do it. But, but your newsletter can be blocked, right? I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. If you get enough spam complaints, if people click that button of like, no, I never asked, never signed up for this, then your um, newsletter can get blocked. And if you get reported as spam too much, there's a and I don't know how this works in the in the wooey internet world, but I, I yeah. think ramifications of it. Um, there's a because your email provider can shut you down. That's one thing that can happen. The other thing that can happen is if your your domain, like if you're sending from you know mydomain.com like leammariewebster.com, if that gets flagged as spam, then that's super hard to get undone because there's a couple different um, places that that happens. There's not one place to go to and getting yourself off a list and marked as not as spam is like a whole process. Mm. So even another reason why you want to make sure that you are, you know, creating a really warm list of contacts that people are interested in what you have to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So we, okay. so we've, we're talking about our current list. So we have a list that however, which way we've gotten it so far, if we're starting today, even using me as an example, <laughs> those personal emails, you know, are, are important to send to create a really good opportunity for people to opt in and stay in touch. Yes. So what about if you don't have a list? Okay. If you don't have a list, this is, this is cool stuff. So one way, one way is to do that individual outreach to the people that you know, to your LinkedIn, you know, your Facebook friends and send that nice note. Here's what I'm up to and offer them something to sign up, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we call it a lead magnet or a piece of content, a reason to be on your list other than just be on my list, right? right. Um, another way is speaking. It's one of my favorite ways. Speaking can be, you know, virtual like this. It can be podcasts. It can be telesummits. It can also be in person, um, you know, going to meetups, speaking at events, speaking at, um, at, you know, you can start kind of with smaller things if you're, if you're just getting into that field and then ideally going up to larger conferences or opportunities. And when you do that, depending on the size of the audience and kind of how it's all set up, you can, if it's small, 
you can pass around a sheet literally for people to sign up. Like, let's make this easy, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can have little forms on every chairs that people um, fill out and then they give to ideally to somebody other than you. Yeah. Um, you know, just have a friend who's helping you. Um, you can also do the text to join. We've all been in those bigger meetings where it's like text the word, you know, email to 441 for whatever it is, whatever the yeah. code is. That is an automated, more automated way to do it. And it gets people to um, submit their information, get on your list permissively, and you can just, you know, um, uh, it's all automated. So you don't have to enter those, those uh, emails into your platform. And so what you're talking about is literally boots on the ground hard work. There's, I mean, people want a quick solution for building your list. And I hear you, you're, you're saying it takes legwork to build relationships, which we know in business overall is the, this is the thing people is you do need to be able to build connections in order to do business with someone. And as much as social media gives you more exposure and, and touches, you know, I think that I think I saw a statistic recently, and I don't know exactly where it's from, but something like in the mid '90s, you know, it used to be three touches with a company before someone felt like they knew them well enough to buy from them. Right. Now it's something like thirty because people <laughs> see it right so yeah. much that building that connection still takes work. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, and you can, you know, there's 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 smart ways you can also like, um, you can build that community, right? Smart ways to work. We want to work smarter, not harder as that phrase yeah. is, right? So, so speaking, I love speaking. That's one way. Another great way. And I, I did it, had really get great success with that, with this, this year is um, through joint ventures or through partnerships. And what that can look like is um, finding somebody who has the audience you want to get in front of and, you know, having them promote for you. So, um, or getting involved in something like, you know, a giveaway or, or things like that, that will, where you can offer something for free that will then get people engaged with you and have them sign up to be on your list in order to collect that, that piece of content. Right. So for example, if I, you know, meet someone who is working with my ideal audience and, you know, we create a partnership where I say, okay, with my warm list, I'm going to do an introduction to you, a little article, some information. And if people want to find out how to get a one hour free call on email marketing, um, that they can click this link and then they'll get, then they can go to your opt-in page. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And to that end, that's actually an interesting example that you gave. If you don't mind, I'm going to tweak that a little bit for yes. you. Um, that um, in order, if, you, if you're looking really to build your list, offering a free call is not the best thing to offer. Okay. What is? Um, any piece of content, um, a, you know, five tips to do whatever. It can be like a PDF. It can be an infographic. It can be a video. It can be an audio. Um, Love the reason it. I yeah, the reason I say that don't offer that consult is that sometimes people, you know, often people are afraid they're going to get sold to. They mm. think you only want to get on the phone because you want to sell them something. Right. There's a little hesitation there. Um, and also sometimes people just don't know you well enough, right? Like they heard you on the interview. They, you know, their friend wrote about you in their email, but they're like, who is this person? And so... Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and written content, the good thing about that, what you're talking about though, is written content we can often reproduce. So, you know, I produce articles on, on LinkedIn and various places. So that's, that content is easy for me to pull together something yeah. specific for that. You know, you can, you can tweak it for, for the audience it's going to, but it's, you're able to replicate it without investing, you know, in, you know, 20 hours of free one hour calls. Yeah. So that makes total sense. Exactly. Yeah. 20 hours of tire kickers versus, yeah. versus, you know, spending 30 minutes, right. To put something together. Yes. And that walks people through and they can get to know you a little bit. And then, you know, it might, it might be six months before they get on a call with you. They'll be really ready by then. It, it might be six hours. They might get the thing. They might like you and they might say, you know, hit reply and say, I want to hop on the phone. That's great. But that's the one really interested person. <laughs> right. But our goal is right now, we're talking about building our list of warm yeah. contacts that are engaged with us. So yes, doing that with a partner who you can cross promote with, um, that you can do that for each other really, because there is no, you know, if you know the person and they share your values and, you know, I, I talk about partnerships a lot in corporate cause agency, my company, yeah. although I focus on 
partnerships between businesses and the community organization, mm -hmm. what you're talking about should be still be a values-based partnership B2B yeah. because if I'm going to put your information in my newsletter and you're going to do mine, we got to know each other a little bit because you never yeah. know. I mean, I might be, I might be putting somebody's information out that doesn't match my values and that would not be a good thing either. Totally, totally. Yeah, that's part that goes to that nurture side of things, right? Because um, people are, once they're on your list and they're hearing from you, they're looking for who are you partnering up with? Who are you promoting? What are you talking about? Who are you, what stages are you speaking on? Just, you know, how are, looking at you through the lens of how you're operating in your business life and making sure there's congruency there. Even if they wouldn't say it that way, people are always, we always want to, I think we all have our eye open to that with people that we're connecting with. Especially entrepreneurs. Because yeah. you know what? Many of us, most of us, I hope all of us, but many of us understand that we're better together than alone. And yeah. so when we work to you know, bring each other forward and raise each other up, because I, we, we all don't do everything. We do certain specific <laughs> niche areas. So when we like fill those areas of what each other does, I think that that just creates creates a way better model of success. And I know that people that, you know, follow me and want to read my information, they value who I trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. All right. It's that time to hear from our sponsor again. They're going to bring us a short message and we will be back with Leanne in just a moment. And we're back. Okay, so where were we? We were talking about building your list organically. So some tools to how to do it with boots on the ground and some tools on how to work with a partner to do cross promotion. Mm -hmm. What else do we have as options? Um, well, if you want to go the, the super duper model, <laughs> which is the, the telesummits, that's what I'm most known for, um, is producing telesummits. And um, this is a model. It is a... Um, it's about a six-month process, so it's not something that's going to happen fast in that sense. Um, but it does happen fast in the sense that you do all this work for six months, and over the course of three weeks, you add, you know, ideally a few thousand people to your email list. Um, yeah, so that, that's wow. cool. It's the Telesummit model in a nutshell. It's kind of like an interview series. Like the host interviews 20 experts in their field, and those 20 promote to their email list community, whatever. It's kind of like a big joint venture, right? They send all this traffic back to the registration page and people register for the event. And that's how the host builds their email list. So, mm, so the event is free. Yeah. And the interviews go up and down. Like there's a whole process with it. Gotcha. That sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. cool. Yeah, sounds really cool. So, okay, so now we've we've built a good list. We've we've haven't kept spamming our list of people <laughs> that we haven't spoken to or for five to ten years, and I may or may not be guilty of that. Um, I I send good content, even if I haven't, if I even if they're not a warm lead, they get really good content. Um, but so we've we've really hound, we we've really like identified who wants to receive our information and we've yes. built that up to be a robust list. And listen, it doesn't matter if you start with 20, 200 or 2000, starting is the point. You need a good yes. list. And um, so from there, what would be the next step? The next step is, is to nurture the list, right? Just to to build that relationship, build that like and trust factor with them. And one of the ways I'm um, one of the things I see with this is interesting is people often, um, they don't know how often to communicate with their list. I get this question mm -hmm. a lot. Yes. Um, and, you know, sometimes people err on too strongly on one side or the other, right? You have the people who are emailing like every day and they're just like, pound, 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 like <laughs> going after their list. Right. It's, it's too much in my opinion. And then you have people on the other side of the spectrum who are like, I don't want to bug people. I don't want to send too much out. So they err on the side of doing it too little. Mm which could be, you know, once a quarter or once a month. And I think that is not enough. You know, there's so much going on in our lives that people, you don't want people to see that email come into their inbox and go, who is that? Mm -hmm. You want them to be like, oh, it's Taverly. I'm so excited. I can't wait to read what she's going to, what she mm -hmm. has in here because there's good value. So timing is very important. And um, how do you how do you figure that out? I'll give you an example. One of the main clients that I work with, we have 130,000 people on our newsletter list because we're an international organization. Cool. And you know, they have typically before they contracted with me, they've typically sent their newsletters out a couple of times a year, 
probably probably four to five times a year. And I feel like that's not quite enough. Yeah. I think that part of the challenge is when you're sending information to that many people in one shot, there's a lot of stuff that comes back. So the the yeah. aftermath work that comes from that, whether it's just announcements or, you know, doing a funding drive or information only or, or whatever it may be, there's a lot of work that follows from that. Mm-hmm. And so my goal has been to create a newsletter that has more surveys in them. So the people that are warm on the list are going to give us their feedback that way. So it avoids this, you know, massive response, but it still allows us to communicate a little more regularly, like monthly. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like monthly. I would even say, um, by, by weekly. So twice a month, yeah. um, is ideal in that situation. Once a month can just feel very long in between. Yes. And you know, you don't have to like write the Magna Carta every time you're sending it out. Right. Right. It could be a, um, it could be a profile of someone. If you're, if you're a charitable organization, you know, once a month, send a profile of who you're helping. So people still keep connected to that emotional feel of, you know, why they're involved with this organization. Right. Or think of the grace and glory box. I mean, my communication moving forward could be, guess what? Here's a partner we're working with. We're not going to tell you the secret, amazing product that's going to come in your first box, but this is a company that you should know that we are contracting to work with. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's once a month, you could do that. Then the second time a month could be um, some other type of story, you know, um, news that impacts the industry that you're working in. Right. Um, could be, it could be even as simple as a motivational quote or a, um, I like sending articles. Um, I do that sometimes with, um, you know, there is, there's this uh, newsletter I love called The Skim. Are you familiar with it? Yes. Love The Skim. So one time, uh, uh, earlier this year, Marie Forleo interviewed the founders of The Skim. Yeah. Marie Forleo, very well known, of course, yeah. uh, business coach, um, personality, whatever. Um, but in that interview, they talked a lot about the power of email marketing. So um, I shared that interview and I pulled out some highlights about um, what I thought was interesting. They talked about in relation to email marketing. So that, that did a few things. First of all, I didn't have to, really, I didn't have to create content because it was super simple for me to pull yeah. that. Secondly, I shared a resource I love, which is the skim, which I've done solo emails on skim because I love it so much. Yeah. Um, third, it was third party validation of a point of view that I have by two very important people, mm-hmm. the founders the of the field. skim yeah. and Marie Forleo. So that was, that was a trifecta of great things. Right. It builds credibility. It builds credibility. So my point in saying that is you don't have to, everyone, people get worried too when they start talking about how often am I giving you, what am I going to say? You know, and it's like, look for other things, thing, tools and resources that your audience would need and can help them improve that you use every day. And also that will um, demonstrate or validate the, what you're off, the point of view or the service that you're offering out into the world. And let me ask you about how you, how you provide rights to that. Do you just, cause I, here's what I would typically do when I link an article is I create a summary, my own words, a summary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I quote where it's from, but I hyperlink to that exact article. So I'm yep. not doing any sort of copyright infringement because yep. I'm actually sending them right to their own page to read the info. But I always do a little summary in my own words at the top. Absolutely. That's perfect. That's exactly what you need yeah. to do. Exactly. Yeah, people struggle with that because sometimes, I mean, I can recall five to 10 years ago, people used to just cut and paste other people's articles. And yeah. I remember one person doing that and it's somebody that I worked with and I'm like, you can't do that. And they're like, right. but it's on the internet. It's all, information is free on the internet. I'm like, no. oh, no. No, no. Copyright still exists. Copyright so, yeah, still exists. There's, there's a difference. That's a great distinction. There's a difference between taking an article, copying an article, pasting it into your email and presenting it as yours versus what you talked about, what I talked about with the skim. I said, Marie Forleo did this great interview. Here's why I love it. Here's, here's what to watch out for and what's interesting and linking over to the source of the actual article. Right. That's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's a way that people can, that's one way people can keep nurturing that list because we're talking about the timing. So coming up with content isn't as difficult as you think it is, which is what you're talking about. Cause it is definitely, you know, in, in my business sending out updated information on webinars, or I've been recording little videos, you know, mm-hmm. three to five minutes of videos um, just on top or three to five items in a one minute video on here's things you need to think about when building a, a partnership 
you know, with yeah. the organization. And then yeah. I just embed that YouTube link in my newsletter, add a few articles. And I always like to feature a nonprofit that's doing something really great. Even though I, yeah. I work on the business side mm-hmm. that I like to feature the nonprofits that people should consider partnering with. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. There's, and, and, and part of what we're both hinting around here with it is thinking in terms of what your audience wants and needs and how can you serve them? Yeah. So again, it's thinking about that two-way part of the communication, right? What are, who is my person? Get really in touch with who your audience is and thinking like, you know, what is, you know, what does she or he need that I can help serve them with? What tip can I provide? What tool? What can, where can I send them? What can I offer to them that, that will help them do whatever I want to help them do. <laughs> and that's assuming that people are far enough in their business to understand who their ideal client is, A, you know, what yeah. are your values, B, and who are the people that are receiving your list? Because the people that are receiving your, your information that are on your list might not necessarily yet be your target audience or your target client. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know, you can, you can build that, but you, have to, you still have to know who it is that's on your list receiving that information because otherwise you can't target what you're sending. Exactly, exactly. And if you need to make a shift, which um, sometimes happens, right? When I started, remember I said I was busy girl's guide to running. I was running motivational coach. Or I was thinking of all the single men you have on your list <laughs> that you maybe should be introducing corporate cause agency too. For me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you're talking to your, I, I know she, I, I, your, your wheels are turning. Um, I, I think that those are just separate lists. You need to start separating your lists. Well, there's a couple of ways to go about it, right? So definitely they, um, they're, they're separate lists and they've been separate lists. And when I realized that I was switching over into business mode instead of into running mode, I communicated that because for a while I, w- I would, I'd send out stuff that was running related to the running people and business related to the business people. And then at one point I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to be doing this running stuff anymore. And, and when that happened, I sent um, probably two or three emails to, to make the transition work two of the running people. And I was like, Hey, listen, if I know you've watched me, I've never, you've seen me talking about X, Y, Z, and here's where I'm headed. And it's different from where yeah. I started. Right. And I'd love for you to come on the journey with me. And if you want to come on the journey with me, you don't have to do anything. You'll still be on the list because they were permissively on my list. And yeah. if you don't want to come on the journey with me, that's cool. Unsubscribe. Love you long time. Like, you know, no yeah. worries. Yeah. But so they know you know, cause if I would have just made a shift and just started sending business stuff to the running people, they would have been like, I didn't sign up for this. Like what the hell's right. happening here? So how did you do that exactly? Did you send like a one, one email that was like half and half and then an email that said, listen, um, I'm, I'm moving more into this area. I mean, it just, I, cause I'm trying to picture there's lots of people that do lots of things as entrepreneurs. We do, as you know, we, we have our hand in a bunch of different buckets all at the same time. Yeah. Some of yeah. them correlate, but some of them don't exactly. And I'm, I'm trying to think of how, I mean, I know a person recently who has gone from, you know, business coaching in a specific area that she targeted um, financial advisors. And now she wants to build out of the financial advisor and coach in just general in businesses of a certain size. Mm -hmm. So she's got a really solid list of people that are financial advisors. Um, She wants to take it somewhere different. And how, how would she do that? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So the, I, it started, it, I started building it by um, piecing together the two worlds. And so um, I would do um, emails around, for example, how training for a marathon made me a better business owner. So that still spoke to the runners mm. and talked about that and training and the importance of training. And it bridged it over to me being a business owner and working with people on strategy. So um, I did a few different um, things like that to kind of start the, start it, make that connection in people's minds so they could see the journey that I was on. And then I did just do a flat out like, you know, hey, you've noticed this. I'm, I'm, I'm full on moving over to this side. So here's what I'm going to be talking about from now on. Stay with me or hop off. And I, I, I wanted to give people a clear choice because that's really important. And what were your results of that? Um, you know, I actually, it's funny. I changed platforms earlier this year. So I was looking at the source since I was kind of pulling things together. I still have, you know, probably a few hundred people who were, have been with me from the very beginning and who have made the journey with me and they're still on my list and they're still opening emails. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have fallen off and that's cool. And by the way, you know, 
just speak to that quickly because I know unsubscribe rates, people get really worried about unsubscribe. And, I, and sometimes I hear people when they're talking about, I don't want to email my list more often because every time I email, I get a ton of unsubscribe. Well, here's the thing. If you're not in regular communication with your list, then if, you know, if it's very sporadic, then you're going to get more unsubscribes when you send that email because people are going to be like, who is this? I mean, what is this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want it. No, you know what? I, I don't need to get this. So your unsubscribe rate automatically will be a little bit more. But the other thing to know is, you know what? People leave. It's okay. Like, don't take yeah. it personally. It's no big deal. They're just not into, you know, they're just not that into you. It's like, <laughs> think about it as people, think about it as making space for somebody who is into you. Yeah. Like you're, 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 you're moving someone, allowing somebody to move out of the way. So somebody that is into you can step into that place. Exactly. We're going to hear a quick message from our sponsors and we'll be right back. And I agree. I mean, when you get that report and you see how many people unsubscribe and God forbid, if you get a spam one in there, it's like, it's like the whole 500 that opened your newsletter right. all of a sudden became meaningless because, right. you know, three people said, I don't want to receive this anymore. Right. You're like, why? 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 Yeah. It's so true. But the, it's, Good. <laughs> I was going to say, and, and I want to ask you a question about that because I, in this process, as I told you the last few weeks, I've been unsubscribing from everything. Yeah. And I, half of the time I get a really good little five box option to choose why I'm unsubscribing. Like mm -hmm. I never signed up for this list or they're sending me too many messages or it's not relevant to me anymore, whatever that might be. And I mean, retail clothing stores are the worst, to be honest, because once you get yeah. on the list, I like to say Old Navy is like, they are bullies because they yeah. send like so many messages and I have unsubscribed multiple times and they still send me uh, emails. So uh, I, but what I do like is some places give me an option to give feedback. And I think that that's useful because in most cases I am selecting, this is no longer relevant. It doesn't mean I didn't right. like it at the time. It's just not relevant right now right right and is that is that something you suggest people build in that option yeah I mean it will depend on your platform what whether you can offer all those options some offer them automatically you can't change that some you can tweak what it is some you can tweak the page that they go to and you can I've seen ones where they're like you know hey you know did you not mean to click unsubscribe you know click here if you want to resubscribe or Hey, if you, you know, give us some feedback, like you can, sometimes you can customize that page, but with some, you just can't. So yeah. I think okay. So let's fun. talk about systems. Then you brought up a really good point. There are multiple platforms out there you can use for email marketing. Mm -hmm. Take us through like the top five that you would suggest people consider if they're not using one already, or if they're having problems with the ones they're using now. Absolutely. Um, fantastic question. So the number one thing you want to think about is what service do you need? Um, you know, are you just sending emails? You just need this to, you know, send them in, you know, keep track of that list, um, connect to your web pages to collect the information and you're, you're sending your emails and that's it. Um, cause that's standalone email platforms are different from what's called all in one platforms. Mm. All in one platforms are where you also need a shopping cart cause you, maybe you're selling some digital products. So there's a, um, you know, a monetary section, a monetary aspect that you need. Gotcha. Those are more services. They're going to be more expensive, a little more complicated. So right. pick the bucket. That's the one thing. Okay. If the bucket you need is just email, um, I love Active Campaign right now. Um, Active Campaign, pretty inexpensive. Like if you have under a thousand contacts, it's only like a hundred bucks for the year. Um, and they will bill you based on your active contacts. So, you know, if you have that list of, you know, 10,000, but only a thousand are opening your emails, right. You're going to get billed based on the thousand, not on the 10,000. So it's very different from how most platforms, most platforms will charge you for the 10,000. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and it also has like a lot of automations. It's just easy, pretty fairly easy to use and, and has a very robust. Um, I know a lot of people use MailChimp. I'm not a huge fan of MailChimp. Um, just because it doesn't let you do things like, here's like another consideration you probably didn't think about, right? You might have multiple lists. We just talked about this, right? I had the running list and I had the business list. And within that, I probably had 10 on each side. Yeah. And um, with MailChimp, you can't send to multiple, one message to multiple lists at the same time. So if you have 10 lists, you got to send 10 messages. There um, are, people might be on five of those lists and you don't want them to get five messages. You want them to get one message. Right. So that's one thing. Another thing, right. Yeah. Another factor to look at is deliverability. 
Um, deliverability is the number, the percentage of email that you send that actually make it to the inbox, not to the spam box or to the... And I find MailChimp notorious for going in junk box. And I, I, you know, I use, I've used constant contact a lot mm -hmm. in my past mm -hmm. and I know that their open rates are way better. It just, yeah. it stays out of junk box and it's a, yep. it's a problem. And I don't know why that's the case with MailChimp if it's the platform itself, but what of, of all of the, I mean, you're going to talk about a few more, so I'll, I'll let you continue, but yeah. I want to put constant <laughs> contact in there because I do like it. Yeah, Content Contact's a good one. Um, uh, AWeber is a good one. That's just a solid, it's a slightly more techy, but it has great deliverability. Very, very, very good deliverability. Um, if you are gonna look at the all-in-one platform, um, the one that I highly recommend is called Simplero. So it's simple and then RO. Um, this has, it has multiple capabilities. It's, it's the one that I use. Um, and this would be a, people have heard of Infusionsoft, a lot of people know Infusionsoft, which yeah. is also called Confusionsoft. Yeah. It's, very, <laughs> it's very complicated and very expensive. Simplero is a, um, in that realm, it's a competitor, um, but it's like, it's also a heart-based company. It was like started by a coach and I just, I, I really like the values of the company Yeah, right. and it's super easy to use. Like you could sign up and be sending emails within a couple hours and you can't do that with a lot of the other all-in-one platforms. So. Yeah. Because, you know, thinking about it as entrepreneurs, a lot of my listeners, a lot of the people you and I work with, you know, they're small to medium sized businesses and we don't necessarily always have the bandwidth to contract this out. I mean, ideally that's, that's where you're going to be. But when you start, a lot of us are doing this ourselves. So anything yeah. that's easy to use and easy to understand. And yeah. um, that is, I love that you found a company that is that how they're built and what their values mean, because that's, I think that that's hugely important. I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's, and I have um, a side note too. My brain picked this up when you were saying like, I don't know why MailChimp doesn't have as good of deliverability. Part of, part of the reason some companies don't have as good of deliverability, if you think about it is because that whole, if people are getting flagged for spam, right? If people are, um, it can, it can happen at your domain level. It can happen at the platform level, right? Oh, so MailChimp could have its own flagged as Oh my goodness, you just answered a question of the universe today. <laughs> I mean, that, that explains everything. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so sometimes the smaller software providers or platforms that um, you know, don't have as much of a known rate would have a benefit for that reason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, um, and I will say, I'm going to make a total, I'm going to make a big generalization here. So just roll with me on it. But oftentimes I find people who are using MailChimp, no offense if you use MailChimp, but there are some people who use MailChimp that are just starting out and they're not quite as savvy. Yeah. And they might've been taught some bad habits, which would be like load up everybody in your contacts and just send them out. And they're getting flagged for space, right? Yeah. They're, they're not using it in the best way. And that's having an impact on the level of the, the company itself. That totally makes sense. So people can reconsider what platform they're using and take it from there. Okay, yeah. so we have got into so much information. I have one last question that I think is is really pertinent, and that's the call to action piece. Yes. Um, so we've so so far we've honored the inbox. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> Yay. we have created a, a good list that we built organically, that we built with boots on the ground, that we built through partners and events, um, possibly even using the Tele Summit that you discussed, and then we've really the list. You know, we've created, you know, warm communications, keeping people up to date, you know, either every two weeks or whatever, you know, you feel is the best way to keep people engaged. Um, and we're using a good platform that gets our messages out, that can maintain our list, get our messages out. And then once we get our messages out, or even when we start that process, creating that call to action is important. And I'd like you to walk us through where is the best place for people to like park this call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so a couple of things. One very important thing, I have one call to action per email. And that doesn't mean it doesn't appear in multiple locations, which we'll talk about that where it's part. It just means that you're only asking them to do one thing. Okay. So it's that, um, there's that book, The Con uh, Conflict of Choice, the, I can't remember, something of choice, but the bottom line of the whole book is that, you know, when you give people too many options, they choose none because it's like, they don't know where to go. Yes. That can happen even with two calls to action. Um, I've had, I have a client who 
sends out weekly videos. She's a dating expert. You know, a lot of dating experts. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to have to revisit that topic. I know, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and she sends out weekly videos with video tips. And um, so there's always one call to action. One time, the second video, she sent a video in response to the week before. So she said, hey, like, you know, this is in response to last week. If you missed last week, click here to go get it. And this week is about the da 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 now you would think that's kind of innocuous, right? Yeah, right. That time she had less people clicked on both of those links combined than usually click on one link. Uh, and this is a common they, mistake. This is such a common mistake. Yeah, because people would think, oh, go here, go here, check this out, do that, do that, do that. One thing. One thing. I recommend putting it on about past the midpoint, right? Um, so, you know, you're, you're talking, you're giving explanation for why you're asking them to take this action and then putting the link in. So, so probably past the midpoint, I would say maybe like three quarters of the way down in the text. And then, um, again, in a, um, at the bottom before your sign off, like, and then after your, after your signature in a PS, the so PS is very, so two uh, ways, but it's going to the same place. Yes. They're all going to the same place. They're just in multiple places in your email. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. And, and should that link take them where? Well, that's, I was just going to say, like mix those up too. It can take them to that external article. It can take them to an opt-in page. Hey, I just created this thing. If you're interested, go over here. It can take them to a registration page for an event that you're, you're hosting or somebody else is hosting. Um, it can take them to the skim. I've sent people to the skim you know, to sign up for some other service. It can take them to a colleague, you know, Taverly, I'm going to send out your podcast, right? Yeah. Like, yes. You know, promotion about this and send people over to your page to go find information about it. Right. So wherever is relevant, we keep those different too. Um, you know, that's the other thing that part of the reason people want to open those emails is because they want to be engaged and, and surprised, not like oh, surprised, but like, you know, they want it to be enticing what you have. And if you always have something a little bit different, that's going to create more engagement and more readership. So we're basically saying every, every newsletter or email that we send should not say, go over here and buy my product. Yes. <laughs> you're you're oh saying, you're that's saying one should say, <laughs> you know, when we talked about variety, when we're talking about nurturing the list, some of it should be informational. Some of it should be links to other places. Some of it should be a real value add freebie. Here's what I do. I'm giving you like free today because I just feel like it. Some yeah. of it should be, okay, I'm launching a new service that goes along with this. Click here yeah. to find out more, to, to be on the list to find out more. And yeah. some of it could be, you know what, I have a special end of year two weeks only, you know, 30% off. So you're, we're just talking about variety being the spice of life. Exactly. Exactly. And some of it can be, this is where you get to offer the consult to people. Some of it can be, get on my calendar. Let's have a chat about it. Yes. That's when you do that. Not at the front end, right? You do it after they've been on your list for a little bit and they know you a little bit more and they want to have a chat with you. Oh, Leanne, you are amazing. I think that um, our listeners are going to love this and I hope you guys took really good notes. You can always go back and play it again. Um, but, you know, we're short, we're quickly running out of time. I, I was going to ask another question or I'm not going to, I think we're going to have to do another podcast. Okay. Um, but how can people find you if they want to find out more about all this great topic on email marketing and how you can help them? Yeah. Um, easiest way is just go to my, my main website, Leanne Marie Webster. Yes, there's a lot of vowels in there. So just yeah. type it in carefully. <laughs> I think you're going to have a link to that. Yeah. Um, and then I did want to also offer, because of course, right, I'm going to demonstrate what I do. Yes. Watch this. I have my um, really cool infographic called, Can I Add This Email to My List? I need a punchier name for it, but I'm kind of utilitarian yeah. sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> But it walks through like, I think it's 12 different scenarios when you would have potentially have someone's email in your hand or in your, in your whatever. And, you know, can I add them to my list? And it explains whether you can and more importantly, why. Mm-hmm. And I want to offer that as a free gift. Um, and uh, we'll put the link um, in, the, in the notes. So people yes, can that. for sure. And people are going to love it. So take advantage of it. Go check the notes, look for the link to find out these 12 scenarios, because I guarantee you all of us have been in that position where you have the business card or you get the email or a friend sends you something and you think, Ooh, yeah. I want them to have my info, but yeah. giving them your info is not the same as engaging with them. Exactly. So this is amazing. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. This has been incredible. And I have one last question for you. Yes. Uh, 
what, you know, that my podcast is called Grit and Grace. And very excitingly, the new subscription box is Grit, Grace, and Glory. Love it. So I want to know, what is your percentage of Grit and Grace? <sighs> well, let's see. I, today, I was thinking about this, getting on this call with you, right? Yeah. Today, I think I'm probably 60% Grit and 40% Grace. And maybe that's just because you got home from two weeks in Denver, which we miss you already. I know, I know. <laughs> and, and you'll be back soon though, right? Are you planning to come in the spring, right? Yes, I'm going to be there in the spring and then probably at least one or two other times throughout the year. It's starting to, starting to be a place I visit a couple times a year, which is all good. We love it. We love having you here. Thank well, I like you. that. 60% grit is probably a good number that I'll stick by today too. And we're going to get some stuff done, but thank yeah. you. I really appreciate you joining us and giving us all this really great information. And I know it's just the tip of the iceberg on all the education and, and coaching that you help companies do in this topic. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I love, I love talking to you and I love talking about this and you know, yeah, I, I'm happy to happy to help anyone and 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 just get the word out there about how to how to build your business through building your list. It's, it's so doable. Amazing, Leanne. Thank you very much. And people, if you want to find out more about what I do at Corporate Cause Agency, you can find me at corporatecauseagency.com. And if you haven't yet become a premium member at Ladies Chit Chat Club, you should do so. And you can follow us on Facebook at Grit and Grace Podcast. And my friends, go be fierce. <laughs>